Hello, this is Speaks Loud and Words, episode two. I am your host, Dave Reed. When I say Muppets, Paul Simon and Eddie Golding, who do you think connects all those things? That's right, Johnny Latimer, and he was in the hot seat today. We got to chat with him about his process of songwriting and, and especially his work on Starry Eyed and Eddie Golding's new song, Figure Eight. You can find us on Facebook at Warner Chapel and even on Twitter at Warner underscore Chapel, C-H-A-P-P-E-L-L. So sit back, relax, and I hope you enjoy the chat that we had with Johnny Latimer. Johnny, thanks very much for coming in. Um, we just wanted to talk to you very quickly about um, songwriting and your process and yeah. get a little bit of a background behind you. So we wanted to, first of all, just talk about history, what's your background? like? So the first question is, what did you listen to before you could choose what you listened to? What did your right. siblings or parents listen to? Right, well, I'm the, I'm the eldest of four kids, so oh. I didn't have the benefit of, of older siblings informing my music taste. But um, my parents uh, were into pretty good music. Paul Simon, I remember, okay. and I still love Paul Simon. I went to see him in High Park this summer, which is like a dream. Um, a classic, a lot of Beatles, things like that. One band called The Cars, which if you don't know them, check them out. Really good oh, band called right. The Cars. They're a great band. And um, The Muppets. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, big Muppets fan. I used to have a record when I was a kid. So those are your, your backgrounds. Would you say that you still listen to them today or are they just kind of disappeared to your regular listening? Uh, no, I mean, uh, definitely like Paul Simon, I've been working a bit over the last uh, the last while with an artist called Shea, mm -hmm. uh, who's at who's at Mercury, and he has he's doing a kind of Afrobeat thing. He's a really great guitar player, mm -hmm. and so there's a lot of Paul Simon going on there. And really, with with someone like Paul Simon or the Beatles, or you know, it's just about great songwriting. You know, you could leave behind the way the songs are produced or individual lyrics, but the way the songs are structured and the melodies and the harmonies and the concepts and the stories. All of that is, is stuff that's, you know, still just as relevant now. Um, I think a lot of those songs, you know, maybe leave behind the earlier Beatles songs, but some of the later stuff, you can imagine just being redressed up nowadays and working just as well. You mm. know, mm. do these acts and artists that you listened to before you kind of chose the music yourself, maybe um, when you were really young, do they, do they? sounds or their influences or anything about those kind of acts that creep into your music that you, when you're writing when you're producing probably but more subconsciously you know uh, i don't think about trying to use particular things that those those artists would have would have done but i guess the songs that i've written you know all the music that you hear becomes assimilated inside you and you you know you end up everything that you create is sort of channeled through that through that background so probably but yeah more subconsciously kind of what age did you did you start that writing process do you think definitely really really early yeah i can remember writing songs sort of plinking plonking on the piano when i was about eight but yeah i've always i've actually always really loved songwriting more than anything else about music you know i, I I played instruments and I, I liked performing to an extent, but what I always really loved was was creating. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That's just something that stuck with me quite early on. And so progressing through to your teens and I'm assuming your songwriting was starting to, 
to take hold was it what you were you songwriting more maybe in your later teens perhaps yeah um, no th I mean throughout but I mean it's just my songwriting was just when I look back um, remember some of the stuff that I that I did it's just so bad I mean oh. like I just find it I find it so weird now um, I work with artists or come across artists mm -hmm. in their in their mid to late teens let alone early 20s who were writing you know pretty good stuff and the stuff that I was doing was just shocking really oh. shocking so yeah I think it's you know I'm, I'm sure I wouldn't have thought that at the time and probably stylistically it was really different too so uh, my taste sort of changed and what has your taste developed into um if i mean it's hard to kind of say that you're into one type of music yeah but, you know when you're relaxing what would you say that you find yourself going to generally um if there's a genre you can think of i don't know my, my taste is actually super eclectic i think i've gone through i've been into different styles of music from my early teens until now but um now I, I can't think of a style of music that I that I don't listen to at all and, and get something out of and enjoy. I mean, you know, yeah. If you're if you're writing, you need to draw on those influences, yeah. right? And mix it up a bit, and, yeah. and I guess keeping that horizon as broad as you can will only help. Um, That's I, right. I imagine. I That's imagine. right. Yeah, you can bring you can bring just because you're working on a particular style doesn't mean you can't bring things from other styles of music into it to kind of spice it up a little bit. But when I'm uh, when I'm relaxing, I actually, I actually don't tend to listen to much uh, contemporary music. I I don't know whether it's because partly, whether it's because partly I associate it with my songwriting and I tend to think too much about it and it stops me from relaxing. I don't know, mm. but I also listen to a lot of uh, jazz and classical music, which I don't tend to you know to write. So, yeah. so yeah. we wanted to talk very quickly as well. Um, about starry-eyed um your part in the process um where did it come from so what is the background behind yeah. that song basically? so um back then um i was starting to work with ellie golding and she would just come and hang out at my flat uh for like a few days at a time and we'd sort of mess around and write when the urge took us and if we ran out of ideas we'd just go for a walk or do something different yeah. and so it was all very relaxed which was great I mean that's the perfect kind of environment for songwriting but she had come in uh, one time and said that she wanted to write a song called Starry Eyed oh. so that I mean that's where it that's where it came from and um, we just threw together some we, we, I mean Starry Eyed really came from a, uh, an atmosphere rather than a a story we wanted to create an atmosphere with the with the song and we originally wrote it on uh, acoustic guitar because she was playing she was most she was doing a lot of acoustic guitar stuff in those days so we we, I mean, we kind of concentrated on the melody and the lyrics so it was never going to be really going to be an acoustic guitar song it was just to kind of you know the, the way I write as a songwriter is try and create something that's that really holds its own as a melody and a lyric. You know, even if you're just, even if you're singing it without any accompaniment or with a basic guitar or a piano or something, and then production can really, you know, it's only going to make it better. So, so yeah, that's how it kind of came about. What is the? What would you say is the strongest aspect about that song, to where you think people might be gripped by it? It's the chorus, and it's the, it's the. 
I think it's kind of got a slightly angular melody, so it's kind of it's it feels quite punctuated, um, but repetitive. You know, the the starry-eyed thing as a as a lyric, I think, is evocative of a sort of heightened awareness, a sort of atmosphere, and it's also kind of it's kind of inclusive. I, th I think it's the kind of thing you could sort of sing to your mate on the dance floor and you sort of know what you're talking about it's relevant you know it's not like a you know it'd be hard to jump around singing a breakup song maybe you know maybe maybe not in some cases but it's a it's it's really hard to write it's an upbeat song it's a happy song and and those songs are difficult to write without uh without going over the line to being too sort of cheesy but story i think just manages to stay to stay on the right side of that so i, I think that's what people was what made it connect but also you know I, I can't take any credit for the production i think the production that's that starsmith did on it is is great so it is yeah so, so happy songs sad songs kind yeah. of a weird question but like do you find yourself writing a lot more happy songs or sad songs or is it an even thing um i definitely write a lot of sad songs mm -hmm. it's easier to write sad songs than happy songs to be honest yeah it's it's i think it's you know, you want to. A lot of people want to write songs about their experiences, and if you have a negative experience of a relationship or something, then it, it gives you a feeling, and you want to express something. It's actually, you know, when you're really happy, you sort of everything's great. You know, what is there to say? It's all it's all great. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> how can you how can you really kind of? There's, it's difficult to get a good lyric out of that. But I try to write happy songs because I think it's, you know, I think people like to hear happy songs. But you know, I, I'm I'm definitely a, I'm definitely a sucker for a kind of heartbreaky ballad sort of yeah. thing too. So yeah, and that comes out a lot in your own music. Do, I mean, with those songs, do you put those songs forward to people, or or do you just keep some of them to yourself? Maybe the maybe to the personal. I don't know. In some situations, they might be um, things that are out on my own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. D like this. Uh, do you find with those sad songs, do you, do you push them to people, or you? S you show them to people as much as you would with the happy songs perhaps well most of what i do is um is co-writing with artists oh, okay. so i mean i do i do i do sit down and, and write songs on my own still but i'm not i'm not so often trying to trying to get other people to to sing my songs it's more about but i do a lot of drawing out of uh try to draw out stories from the artists that i work with whether they're you know whether they're tales of heart. I mean, there's a lot. Everyone's got tales of heartbreak, so there's there's always those. But it's you know it's it's trying to say it's trying to say that in a in a new way, which yeah. is the challenge. Mm. So, with that in mind, are lyrics hugely important to you? It sounds mm. like they they are. Yeah. I mean, you can take many avenues when writing a song. You know, is it is it the melody line that's important? Is it the lyrics that are important? Important. I know they're all important, but. Is there something that you particularly yeah. really stress when you're with an artist? Yeah, I mean, to you know, when I was young, I didn't listen to lyrics at all, oh. and I think a lot of people are like that. At least when they're younger, you know, you get you get wrapped up in a song for a lot of reasons, but often it's the music that hits you first. Mm. And it's only when I started really becoming serious about my songwriting that I started to really think about lyrics. Mm -hmm. And somebody once said to me that the lyrics can make a good song into a great song. But without that great lyric, you're never going to have a great song, no matter how good your melody is. And I think I, think I agree with that. Yeah. Now I really try to focus on lyric. And also, 
I think it helps it helps the listener to really connect with the emotion mm. if they can if the lyrics paint a picture that you can that you can enter into that world that the artist is is creating with the song then you become far more you've become far more connected with it than you ever would by a catchy melody but it totally is a, is about both and you know by the same token a great lyric with a sort of bland melody isn't really going to do it yeah, for you either getting the right balance and yeah. ideas behind the song yeah and production is always key as well that really helps us production is totally key yeah. um, more and more now than it ever has been you know depending on depending on the sort of music that you're making you know if you're sitting around with a with a guitar you know, there's only so much that you can do but i think musical taste nowadays is really informed by a very very high standard of of production and it needs it needs something to really stick out in terms of the way the song sounds to grab you as well on the radio i think so yeah really important okay so Say say you've walked into a room uh, with the artist. What do you do to start that session off? What what is it you get down to doing? Yeah, I don't know actually. It's really, uh, is it more uh, of a, a relationship that you build with the artist, perhaps before? That's yeah, coming? I think the, the 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 best writing sessions that I've ever had have always started off from a good personal relationship. You know, especially you know, especially on the lyrical front, you need to be able to be open and honest and you know get in each other's head but i don't know I, it's it's almost it's if i thought about that too much i'd kind of wake up in the middle of the night having nightmares about how i'm going to start writing a song you just kind of have to let something happen um sometimes you start with a lyric like we did with starry Ed. sometimes you'll start with a melody or you know just kind of jam a little bit and see what happens and you know to be honest sometimes nothing happens you know sometimes you sit around for a day or even two days and you just don't come up with anything and it's extremely frustrating but that's what it's like to be creative yeah. I suppose and that's when you take your walks get some yeah, fresh air right. right yeah exactly and so I've I've heard that you're a, mul a multi-instrumentalist right you, yeah you, 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 tell us what you what can you play and what helps you just well, write I play a few different instruments but I wouldn't say I was really great at any of them okay. I mean probably because no, songwriting is always what I was interested in. Yeah. I was never the guy sort of like practicing my guitar solos or, yeah. you know, I've always just been writing songs. And when you're writing songs, you don't necessarily need the most advanced musicianship. Oh, yeah. In fact, it can sometimes hinder you a little bit, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, so I play, I, I mean, the guitar is probably my first instrument, but I also, but I write probably more on piano than okay. I do on guitar now. Yeah. And both those, are those, you would say, are your main instruments? Yeah, I mean, actually, for a while, the bass was my main instrument. For about, you know, from my kind of late teens to my mid twenties, I was a bass player. Write yeah. with the bass. Um, <laughs> I don't think I did. No, it's a strange one, but no. I, I, and there's no reason why you can't write no. with the bass at all. I'm sure people do no. all the time. Another one bites yeah. the dust. Yes, yeah. <laughs> great riff. But yeah, I think one of the ways to to stop yourself from writing the same song over and over and over again is to try and approach how you write songs in lots of different ways. And yeah. You know, maybe tomorrow I'll go in and pick up the bass and try and sure. and try and write something from from that. And if I do, then guaranteed it will sound different to the last ten songs I wrote because it's coming from a different kind of starting mm. point. And so, when did you start learning this? I mean, you said earlier you started writing when you were like eight. So I'm guessing you must have been playing instruments. Yeah, before I mean, I, that. Well, yeah, my parents had a 
my parents are, were both well, are, are both quite musical. We had pianos and guitars, pianos, a piano, and a guitar at home when I was growing up. And um, so yeah, I was just kind of plonking around. Had some, I had some lessons, but actually, I stopped having my lessons because I didn't really enjoy the music that I was learning yeah. and. And yeah, and I, I, I later, I think, you know, I, I later came back and taught myself how to play the way I wanted to play and the stuff that I wanted yeah. to play. Yeah. And that's probably uh, what got me more into songwriting because I wasn't always playing other people's music. I was kind of playing a lot of stuff by ear and figuring out what kind of stuff went well together myself. So, so from a pa- practical aspect, um, it's it's not so much you jumping onto an instrument, it's, it's more the relationship uh, with the artist, building that, maybe getting a concept like the starry-eyed lyric, uh, and then working on that, then actually jumping onto an instrument, hitting some keys, strumming some strings. It's more about figuring that out first. Yeah, yeah. I think if you don't do that, if you don't do that first, then you sort of will fall over like halfway <laughs> through the song yeah. because you'll realise that, well, you know, sometimes that happens if you don't figure out what you're trying to do and what it's for first and who the artist is then you will you you'll kind of run into problems further down the line I, I always think so not to say that the whole thing can't happen really quickly I mean sometimes you sometimes something really great happens in like just a few hours yeah, um, surprises you I bet <laughs> yeah it does you know in a very in a very pleasant way yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you can take an early lunch break yeah yeah so any tips what like what what is it that you find yourself doing when it comes to songwriting or well I think my first tip uh my main tip would be if if you have a a niggle about something in your own head when you're writing a song you think part of it you're like yeah that's sort of it's all right but it's not brilliant you've got to throw it out you've got to throw it out yeah Not, not the whole song but you know you need to be you need to have high standards for yourself and if it's not uh if when I'm writing something, I don't ha- I don't get a real buzz out of all of it, then I know that nobody else is going to, you know. And there's enough mediocre songs in the world not to just like add stuff on the pile, you know. Have high standards and keep working on something, and don't just go with the first thing that comes into your head. You know, some not to say that the first thing that comes into your head isn't really legitimate and isn't great, but you need to keep kind of chipping away at it and make it the best that you can make it, you know. You know, I've heard um, some people. I've heard some people say. It's a strange quote, but I don't know. I don't know what I think of it. I, I wonder what you think of it. Um, great songs sometimes are like great wine; they need to mature. It's like a weird idea that yeah. you know you could write a song in an hour, a couple of hours, but sometimes if you keep coming back to it with different parts, perhaps it could really develop. Um, and yeah. just letting it take its time on it and not yeah. rushing it. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I think sometimes if you come back to a song you know the, most of the way that i work i tend to have like two days with an artist and it's like write a song in those two oh, days wow. that's most that's generally the way it works so sometimes if you give it a a few weeks after those two days and come back to it you might think you know what maybe i could improve that that section of the song or whatever on the other hand you know you need to be in like totally in the world of that song when you're writing it and it can be hard to recreate that Sometimes it can be hard to come back and know exactly what you were what you were doing and where you were going with it. And yeah, you could change it, but I don't know how many times you'd be making it better. So yeah, it's a it's it's a tough one. But I think yeah, I'd go back to what I said about 
you know, if you feel there's, there's something wrong with it, then you have to change it. If you feel like you're changing it just for the sake of, you know, making a tweak, yes. uh, you know, then I don't know whether it's always worth it. You, you mentioned just then about pressure. Um, two days, that's it. Yeah. What is that like to to deal with the situation? How does that make you feel? It's It can be really hard, to be honest. Yeah. It can be really hard. I mean, it's, you know, the world that I work in, there's a lot of people that do what I do uh, really well and a record label will have an artist and they want to try that artist out with different people and see what the chemistry is like. So a lot of the time you're, you're being given a trial, you're being, being given two days and if you come up with something great then you'll get to do some more work and if you don't come up with something great then you know they'll move on to the next person. So that can be a lot of pressure. I mean the way I, I like to write is to develop more of a relationship and like write at least a few songs with someone because that way you can get the most the most out of it. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, the more savvy record label A&Rs understand that. Mm. On the other hand, you know, if you're managing an artist, you, you can't just say, okay, you know, here's a month, uh, hopefully you'll come up with something good. Yeah, you know, you need to organize the time and try and try and make the best of it. So, but it is uh, it is a lot of pressure, I think. Yeah. Any more tips? Do you think you can think of off the top of your head? I'd say you know, you, you need to give songs a bit of space to grow. I mean, I I, um, I do think I do tend to throw out stuff that that I'm that I'm not really feeling. But on the other hand, you can't you can't write a song thinking is this going to be a radio hit i think a lot of people make that mistake they're like could this be a number one could it be a big radio hit and you know i could point you to quite a lot of songs i was talking to someone earlier about lana del rey's video games you know they weren't writing that thinking this is going to be a number one this is going to be a big hit you need to you need to be creative and try and do something artistically interesting and if you do then other people will latch onto it so I think give your songs a break and, and don't try and hammer every one of them into a mold of being like a big Radio 1 hit. Mm. And so up to now, how do you feel about the work that you've done? You've, 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 you've done pretty well with, with Early Golding. You've got uh, Rebecca Ferguson you've been writing with now as well. How yeah. has that been going? Yeah, that's good, yeah. Um, because I have a, a broad music taste, it's, you know, it's great for me to work with really with really different artists and you know you know satisfy different side of sides of me musically so it was it was I really enjoyed working with Rebecca you know she's a she's a lovely girl and she also had a lot that she wanted to talk about and you know that helps you write songs because I'm I'm writing so many songs I don't always have stuff to write about myself you know sometimes so I try to draw out of people you know what what they want to write about that's that's a big part of my job and she had she had a lot to say, so we wrote a couple of we wrote a, lot, a couple of good songs, I think. So, mm. and so you've got some uh, you've got some work coming out in the future. With, mm-hmm. I think with both of them, right? I think I have um, another single with Ellie Golding coming out in December. And what's that called? Uh, it's called Figure Eight, and um, I have a single out with Rebecca at the moment called Backtrack. And that just entered into the charts, didn't it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. If you could sum up your songwriting or what it means to be a songwriter or what what do you do basically in a short sentence or a short paragraph if you can um, worry, if you can what being a songwriter yeah what it's like being a songwriter yeah. it's a very weird job because you know it's something that i have always done and even if i whatever i if i did something else as a career i would always be a songwriter in that sense to be able to do 
what I love doing and almost like what I what I sort of have to do anyway as part as part of my life yeah. to be able to do that for my job is I feel unbelievably lucky and and you know whenever I whenever I'm having a frustrating time with something I always think how you know how lucky I am to be in in that position but it's a it's a weird job because I'm tr you know I have to treat something that I'm really really passionate about sometimes in a more uh, practical way anyone who works in in music I think has that issue to kind of deal with you know to, to sort of to try and keep their passion alive while also it being you know their their daily bread so it's a it's a strange it's a strange thing to it's a strange thing to do but but yeah I mean I really I, I literally couldn't do anything else so. amazing amazing <laughs> it feels like I feel like the the thing to take away from this and from your songwriting is that the relationship is seriously important to writing a song and it's that that key time when you're meeting that person and getting to know them that will really help you in your songwriting yeah um, later on getting inside i think you said getting inside people's heads you know yeah um and that's that's the key thing I think, yeah, yeah exactly it's 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 being uh you know in a way it's being a therapist you know it's sort of it's trying to everybody has stories that they want to tell and for me the best songs are ones that do that do tell a story and don't just kind of wash over you without kind of impacting you in some way. If you can think of the best songs, the best songs that you know are the ones that actually say something to you in an interesting way. Yeah, and they speak to you as well, don't they? They really, yeah, they really exactly. touch you, they really last. Exactly. Yeah, those are the classics. Yeah. Well, thank you, uh, You're Johnny. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks thank very you. much for coming in. Cheers, Cheers. thanks. All right. There you have it, Johnny Latimer. Isn't he lovely? Don't forget that you can find us on Facebook at Warner Chapel and Twitter, Warner underscore Chapel, C-H-A-P-P-E-L-L. -L. Till next time. <laughs>